Shall we begin? <laughs> Welcome to Luncheon with Lisa. This is the second episode of Luncheon with Lisa, and I am continuing with the fabulous guests. Um, so I'm going to actually introduce all of my guests first, and then we're going to get into the conversation. But before I do that, um, I wanted to first welcome everybody, encourage you all to like and share the show, like and share the page, um, and tune in and tell your family and friends to tune in because they don't want to miss this information and these wonderful businesses that are on. I also wanted to remind everybody that all month long, I am celebrating uh, National Black Business Month because August is National Black Business yeah, Month. So all month long, that's what's happening. But in addition to that, I wanted to have a um, little just because shout out. Um, and this is something I'm probably going to add when I rem remember to do it um, to the show. But there was a young lady that was um, advertising that she had just done a book recently. So last week I supported by buying the book because um, randomly I would try to support people whenever I can. I can't catch everybody, but I really try to support whenever I can. And this young lady, her name was, and I'm going to show you her book and I just want to do a shout out to her. But the name of her book is Without Purpose, I Have No Peace. And her name is Jania Shaw. So I wanted to actually do a shout out to her and encourage you all to go out and support this young lady and buying her book. Um, I reached out to her mom and told her that I was going to do this. It just was laid on my heart to do this for today, just because um, I also wanted to give you a little background on her. She is a native of D.C., and she's been writing poetry on, on and off since the age of 12, I believe. Um, and during this pan pandemic, she kind of fell in love with writing again. And since I am a writing buff, I wanted to just shout her out. What she feels like is if you've ever felt lost, don't know what to do with your life, laughing purpose is sometimes hard trying to figure out where to belong and what comes what and with that comes lots of different emotions so sometimes it feels like our hope is lost and then other times it feels like you're on the right track but one thing you do is never give up so that's Jania Shaw's message and please go out and get her book so I wanted to show you and I want to just do a shout out to her. So congratulations to her. She had a book signing yesterday. Her mom and dad supported her. But thanks again for putting this out for people and keep doing what you're doing. So that was my little just because moment. Um, and randomly I'll do that, but it just kind of hit me. So there you have it. So what I want to do is first introduce all of my guests. And then we're going to talk about, and I kind of titled this show, um, our youth are our business. And that can be, you know, you can mean that in several ways. With these ladies, our youth are our business. Yes, they are all our business. <laughs> and on top of that, their business is about youth. So let me start off with Maria Thorpe. If you could just wave your hand and let them know who you are. Maria Thorpe is a real estate agent, business owner, speaker, mentor, and co-author who believes in giving back. She has mentored numerous students and professionals in science, technology, engineering, and math, which is STEM. 
I love STEM. Um, she is also the co-owner of Waldorf Chess Club Incorporated, which she founded with her husband. She works with kids and as young as five years old, teaching them how to find their inner strength through the game of chess. She is a native of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She's a wife and a mom, and we are pleased to welcome Maria to Luncheon with Lisa. So welcome. Welcome. Thank we you. Thank you so have, much. Yes. We also have Sharon Parker. Sharon Parker, wave your hand. Sharon is a native of Calvert County, Maryland, and loves working with the next generation and professionals to empower them to tap into their leadership skills and project management skills. Sharon is known as the Leading Within Strategist, and her platform is called Leading Within Through Project Management on numerous professional platforms. Sharon is the author of True Synergy Works, Leading Within, Seven Defining Principles of Knowing Self to Birth Greatness. And she, was, she wrote that in 2017. Sharon is a community servant, activist, and serves as president of the Maryland Association of American Mothers, Inc., as well as ROSA, which is Remembering Our Ancestors Synergistic Association, Inc. Please welcome Sharon to Lunch with Lisa. Hello. <laughs> and we also have Silencia Moore. Wave your hand. <laughs> she was born and raised in Washington, D.C. and a product of D.C. public schools, including the wonderful H.D. Woodson Senior High School, my warrior sister. So I hope the warriors are representing tonight. She has depended on her faith in God, the commitment of her mentor who always encouraged her greatly to use her gifts and talents that were so evident to many. These gifts and talents being teaching and freely connecting with others, her ability to see the potential and gifts and talents in others has enhanced the lives of many youth and adults. Silencia is a mom of five, a wife of 29 years to Anthony Moore, who is also an HD Wilson warrior. Um, who and Anthony is currently a concert and stage band director at DeKalb County Schools of Arts in, in Avondale, Georgia. In 2003, they founded More Arts Movement Theater Company, Inc., the Big Dreams Project. And she is, um, as she's not only a mother to five, I actually, from watching Slimacy move through the community, she actually has adopted many in her heart. Hmm. So please welcome. Mrs. Moore to luncheon with Lisa. Welcome, welcome. And we also, not last but not least, we have. Um, actually, I'm gonna give you a little background. This is cup chocolate cupcake. Now, a little mm -hmm. background on chocolate cupcake is that the very first issue of um, Dove Style Magazine, which is my magazine that I have, chocolate cupcake was in there. And look, let me. had to do a little something technology okay so chocolate cupcake was actually in my very first issue of dove style magazine um and i am happy that i have um i actually have one of the four ladies who are actually heading up chocolate cupcake i'm gonna give you a little background chocolate the strength of the chocolate cupcake brand em emanates from its authentic and passionate and capable team with experience across many disciplines. Inspired by its founders, Cheryl Reed and Melissa Monroe, Chocolate Cupcake was born 
of a, a desire to provide alternative images for their young daughters and other girls of color, encouraging them to celebrate and enhance their uniqueness. And they follow five core values that guide the brand. And Sharon is going to definitely like this number. She is the power of five means everything to Sharon. So she's going to love this. But they're called the 5C living, um, the, the 5C living concept is character, compassion, confidence, courage, and creativity. So I wanted to give you a little background. We have Alicia Long, wave your hand. We're going to give a background of her, and then I'm going to share the other three ladies, a little background on them, and then we're going to um, start talking. But she is a media company executive and communications attorney in Atlanta, Georgia. She has extensive experience providing counsel on products, initiatives, and practices with FCCC regulatory implications and supports business strategy and policy development. And then we have Melissa Monroe, who is a business leader with keen vision and talent for sales products and people development. She's a graduate of the University of Maryland, and Melissa is excited to move Chocolate Cupcake to the very next level. We have Linda Lee Osborne, who's also a member of the Chocolate Cupcake team, and she's an, exec she's an educator at her core, having taught students from elementary to college as an applied psychologist and human factors engineer with a passion for people, technology and human computer interaction. She has focused her work on helping businesses, clients and universities improve their customer service and experience by increasing empathy for the user throughout, through, throughout the product design and, develop, and development. And then there's Athena Hernandez, who is a communications professional in Washington, DC. Um, with more than two decades of experience, her career spans from public relations, journalism, television production, media relations, and crisis communications. She's designed and implemented communications efforts on behalf of children, WIDA Public TV, and Prince George's County um, school system. She's also a graduate of University of Maryland, and she also has a master's in fine arts in writing for children and young adults from Vermont College of Fine Arts. So I wanted to welcome everybody to Luncheon with Lisa. And look, that was a whole lot. So y'all, if y'all missed this show, y'all are missing a lot of knowledge and talent and love of children. So please continue to share this show. And I want to get into a discussion because um, our youth are our business in yes. more ways than one. And yes. you all have actually made it your business to support and encourage our youth and are still doing it. So I wanted to actually pose a question to everybody in no particular order. But I wanted to ask you, what was the what motivated you when you started your business? What was the motivation that made you want it to be inclusive of children? Because some people have businesses and it's not really related to kids, but you all were specific um, in your, you know, your passion and it was about kids. So tell me about what, how that became, what motivated you there? Um, let's start with Maria. Okay. Well, thank you, Lisa, for the question. Um, my husband, uh, has been playing chess since he was eight years old. And when I met him, uh, we began to play. We taught our two sons how to play chess and he always wanted to have a place where he could just go play chess. We taught chess in our local schools. 
But we wanted to have that special place where we could get the children as young as five and teach them about the game of chess and teach them a way of life through the game of chess. And so it was just something we saw as necessary because in some of my, our engagements with children in the schools, we found children that had uh, lacked self-confidence, they didn't believe in themselves, and we found that chess helps to fill that void. And it gives the children just such a great opportunity to see themselves progress, see themselves grow, to learn how to think strategically and how to put a plan together. And the, the light that goes on when they learn this game, when they make that first move, when they see that first checkmate, it allows them to see that they can do it and that there's no one else in their lives that will be able to tell them that they can't do something. So that's why we began the game to teach children. Right, it has to mean something to be able to, because look, they would have something on me because I don't know how to play chess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after you put the checkerboard down, I am totally lost, but it has to mean something special to know that you have a craft or skill that not everybody has. Yeah. Um, and it puts them in a position where they can actually teach you know, their moms or their dads how yeah. to do something yeah. um, which kind of flips the script in, this, in a good way. So I, I like yeah. that. So yeah. um, Salentia, tell me a little bit about how you, well, you've been around and involved with children for a long time. So I, I, I kind of know, but share with them what your motivation was. Well, actually, thank you, first of all, for having me and all these beautiful ladies. I'm just honored to be amongst the number tonight. Um, I just, you know, I started in the performing arts and theater back really when I was a little girl in church. And I, my mom was my first teacher. She, she was amazing in really instilling a lot of self-esteem and in me. And I was never afraid to speak in public and because of her. So she was my first drama teacher. That's what I always say. I give her credit for that. But as I got older and I went to high school, moving on um, through high school, I met uh, the very talented Grace Bradford who was a mentor to many during that time. And she took me under her wing and she just brought out so much in me that I did not even realize I had. So what I do today re really uh, models a lot of what she taught me um, like 40 years ago. And I added with you know, what's going on today with a little tradition. And I was just motivated because the arts really helped to save God. I believe God used the arts to help save my life because many times I could have made other choices to do mm -hmm. other things. And the arts just kept me strong. And, and my first amazing experience was during the summer youth employment, you know about SYEP. And they handpicked a group of students from across Washington, D.C. to partic participate in a creative music experience theater when I was 18 years old that summer. And that summer really, really changed my life. And I've been moving forward in that vein and I haven't looked back. That's, that just sounds like a perfect indication of pain or how you pay it forward. Um, 
because you're just passing on what was given to you and it meant that much to you that now you're that same person for a lot of other children. Um, so Sharon, tell us a little bit about how you, um, you know, in a lot of ways. Well, thank you, Lisa, for having me. And, you know, I, I'm a true introvert, but when we talk about young people, I just light up and smile. <laughs> I get all into it because I just love it. So you're going to see a different side of me tonight. I'm not experienced <laughs> talking to professionals. We're talking about young people. So this excites me. So first of all, Lisa, um, God, you know a little bit about my background for you all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. But Lisa mentioned earlier about the power of five and how much I love, love, love the power of five, because to me it represents grace and it represents power from God. So um, what motivated me to want to work with young people? Because I was once, of course, like we all were, five years old, and I got this story that I wrote about in my book, and it's a true story. It's a 1968 civil rights story about me being five years old, playing on my church ground in Calvert County, Maryland, where I'm from. And I just asked God a simple question about why is it that Black people were treated so badly? And, you know, 40 decades later, you know, I'm in my 40s. I mean, four decades, not 40, four decades later, I'm in my 40s. And this organization come to mind with a couple of friends of mine. And it's all geared around history. So if you, you know, to know me, you got to know that I love African-American history and culture. But I'm a very, very diverse person and I love working with everyone. So we started this organization called Rosa. And you all know when you're running an organization, they want to see that you have programs in your organization. They want to know that you're working with adults, you're working with young people, you're connecting them together, but you're, you're conforming to your mission. Well, my mission was educating the community about how important it was to never forget your history. It's about educating the next generation about remember when you were five years old and remember some things that you may want to do in life, but you never had an opportunity to be exposed to the right people, get into the community, be able to work with people who can help you along the way. So in 2012, I started a, started a program called the Rosa Youth Empowerment Series. And I don't want to tell it all right now, but that program did exactly what one of the ladies just spoke on. on. It was a summer youth employment program. We were able to go to the um, Condoza um, Educational Campus, the National Congress of Black Women, um, Calvert High School, um, Crossland High School, and we connect those young people that were in the summer program with professionals. And we kind of had them following their lead. So in, in a nutshell, my passion was getting people to understand that God is always behind us in what everything we do. And if we think about our past, it could identify who we are to be in the future. And I drove that effort through my initiative and I teach the next generation about that as well. Absolutely. And history, that's why I like this is synergy right here, yes. um, because we're talking about mind, body and soul. Um, yes. And you're talking about the mind, you're talking about the physical with the arts and and just your creative energy and then the history is you know our foundation and now we're going to go to Ms. Long and share with us about chocolate cupcake and tell everybody what that's about because it kind of brings everything in. Well thank you first of all Lisa um, for having me on to talk about one of my favorite subjects which is chocolate <laughs> cupcake and thank you for being an early and continual supporter of chocolate cupcake. Um, once you kind of get 
the the experience of chocolate cupcake is is hard to let it go. It and is. I'll I'll tell you where where we all started this um, it, chocolate cupcake started very organically, authentically with um, our founder, Melissa Monroe, and one of our mutual friends who was the, also a founder, um, Cheryl Reed, um, going to what was going to be their last Hannah Montana party, birthday party <laughs> for their girls, where they were put, gonna put on a blonde wig. And they sat down after that party and said, you know, why can't there be images, girls of color out there for our girls to model? And then they went to work and mm -hmm. um, they went uh, to some funny places trying to come up with the concept of the girls, took them to some tattoo parlors, trying to find some artists, <laughs> you know, so shall we say Video Vixen was kind of the iteration that they got from the tattoo parlor. Uh, but they finally arrived at the the perfect images for these girls, and uh, this this is what the chocolate cupcake girls look like. Yeah, and they are all very different. Um, they are uh, one is uh, representative of kind of the athletic type. There's um, Cecilia, the artsy type. Zora, the bookworm type. Jazz, the fashionista, and Joy, who is the, the Miss Prince, Pris. And basically these girls represent kind of our girls, you know, real life girls who are fabulous being themselves and, you know, who they don't need to be superheroes. They don't need superpowers. They don't need to turn into a frog. You know, these are just, you know, straight, um, real life girls living their best lives through their 5C living that uh, Lisa talked about and um, and they're fabulous in their authentic selves. So, so that's what kind of bred um, chocolate cupcake. And we unfortunately lost our found one of our founder, Cheryl in 2009, um, way too early, 41 years old. And um, Melissa did not want to let this go. And so yeah. that's where she came to me and Linda, uh, who is, I saw um, Maria, you, you, you sounded like you had a compadre in STEM when you described Linda uh, and Athena. Uh, we all came together. We were we were not friends with each other necessarily, but we were in a friend circle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we came together to bring Chocolate Cupcake to, to life. Um, I am a, a mom of boys and so is Linda. Um, so, you know, in addition to it being kind of fun to get in on the action with something that was about girls, one of the aha moments we had um, kind of dragging our boys into the mix, midst of all of this and development of chocolate cupcake is that, you know, the boys are, were, were interested. And I think the aha moment for us is that there's nothing our boys need more than girls with self-esteem. If we can do that for our boys, uh, yeah. that they are interacting with girls that are confident, courageous, creative, compassionate, 
um, you know, that that's that brings it all together for our community. And that's kind of how Chocolate Cupcake started. That's what motivates us. Um, we started out with focus groups here in Atlanta. Uh, we took the chocolate cupcake experience on the road to Charlotte, where we had a, a museum full of, of kids and moms and dads, you know, experiencing what chocolate cupcake was about. We went to Maryland, um, mm -hmm. a, a, a public school in Maryland. We went to LA, you know, so it's really been just kind of organically grown concept. Um, and we then decided, hey, we need to take this on the on the road some more. Um, we started the 5K chocolate cupcake run here in Atlanta. Uh, we have done, I think it's six years mm -hmm. where starting at, in, at Grant Park here in Atlanta, uh, we've had um, these 5K runs that started small and ended, you know, we're like at a thousand people uh, of little girls running with their, their wow. moms, dads, the, the boys running, you know, every, everybody's a family of family affair. Right. Um, and then we decided, you know what, these girls need a voice and we, we desperately wanted to give them a voice. And that's where our books came about. Um, and now we're kind of ready to take it to the next level for these girls to move. We want we we want them to be in all their glory through animation. So that's yeah. kind of what we've got our eye on next. And I am so I can't wait. So yeah. I'm I mean, I have like you said, the first time that you all years ago when I saw the chocolate cupcakes, I was in love with them. Um, all of them. I love the different personalities and the fact that they all, you know, still shined in their own way, but they still were, you know, kind of their little group um, and supported each other. And um, she didn't mention that they have their own song. Um, so they do have a song for download and the animation. I just and that's how they were introduced to me um, was kind of the um, pictures of them as animation or, or characters. And then they actually were brought to life as little girls. You kind of got to see young ladies who kind of looked like the character. So um, this is just kind of like I, I, I believe in what they're doing, too, um, with the young ladies. And hopefully maybe they'll circle back around and do something with the guys. Um, but I think this is powerful and everything you all are doing to touch these young people's lives. Um, like Silencia was saying, everything you don't, you think about it sometimes, you remember the things that you did as a child and who was there and who pushed you through and who, those are the things that we remember. It's rare that we remember yes. things that adults, I mean, that, you know, we remember things as a child. So that's why it's important for us to be a part of their lives in, in a positive way while they're children, because yeah. they really do take that with them. So bad experiences and good experiences, they they embrace it all. Um, and I love what you all are doing. And I wanted to know what, what, else, what else do you have? I know with the chess, um, I want to get in on the chess thing because um, I think I waited too long. I think I learned everything but chess because it was intimidating to me, I believe. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. But what things are you all doing? Like Maria has competitions and things like that that really get these kids not only learning strategy, but also learning 
positive competition. Yes. Um, and yes. then with the with the the arts, I mean, and Celestia hasn't shared yet, but she's working on short film. Um, she also does distant learning with mm -hmm. these children, so she's teaching them in all areas. Um, yes. And that's what I like about you all. It's like not just one area; it's all mm -hmm. areas. So yes. tell me a little bit about what you all have coming up with what's going on with your businesses um, involving the youth, and some things that you're doing outside of youth, like um, with the short film. I'm not sure if children are involved, but it is dealing with what's happening in the world today. Um, so share a little bit about that. Are you? On, I think you're on mute. <laughs> sorry, how unprofessional. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was just joking. But um, yeah, but um, the short film, we are just so excited about this project. The Big Dreams Project, um, we had our last on stage production on March 12th, Saturday. If you think mm -hmm. back to that weekend, that was the weekend before yeah. everything shut down. And we were like, okay, are we gonna go through with the production? Because the children had prepared for it. It was our women's history production. And you know, anyone who's seen our productions, we put on these elaborate professional productions where the children just go through all this training, costume, everything. And uh, so we had to decide if we were going to move forward with the production that weekend. And we did. So that was our last on stage production. When that was over, we were like, okay, what are we going to do now? Uh, we can't meet in right. groups. We can't have audiences. So we started virtual okay. classes in performing arts and, you know, after a lot of prayer, <laughs> it was like, okay, how are we going to do this? How are we going to teach? acting, how we're going to teach dance, how we're going to teach. And we took on the project of teaching virtually. And I tell you, I don't mean to, 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 to just sound like it's the best thing since sliced bread, but uh, I'd rather much be in person because I'm a yeah. touchy person. I'm a huggy person, but I'm telling you, virtual teaching yeah. has yeah. just opened up a whole new world for me. And it's opened up a whole new world for yes. my students. You know, really showed them how they can mm -hmm. uh, adapt and adjust yes. to this yeah, ever-changing exactly. world that yeah. we're living in. And um, it challenged me to, to really keep my yeah. energy up, get up in the morning, you know, get online, teach those classes. <laughs> so I'm up and I'm hyped every morning. And the students <laughs> are like, come on, Miss Moore, the first week, you know, after the and I, I told my husband to be honest after the first two weeks I was like I don't know but after the third week mm -hmm. I was just hungry to teach I had this hunger and and I noticed that my students were signing in before wow. I was signing in and I was always mm -hmm. on time so um I had I started out with about 10 to 12 students and then I had a contract with the school in Maryland to teach up to 22 students at one time. And we did that. So what we decided to do was a short film for each group. Now this is a series um, where we would meet in person and physical distance and shoot everything that they were learning online. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
And with my children in Georgia, I was able to meet them like every two weeks. Mm-hmm. I had a, we had a location where we would meet and we had I hired a film director. We raised money. A lot of you all on Facebook, you know, you gave to to that project uh, that enabled us to really just get costumes. And we were able to throw a big Juneteenth celebration for the children and social distance. We were there in person with masks, you know, balloons, food, and our film director was there. So right now we have, I just left DC last week and uh, met with the school in Maryland I taught okay. them for four weeks virtually and we filmed them also. So we okay. have two short film coming out, two short films with almost 30 young people. Yes. And one of the short films is titled Coping with Quarantine hmm. from Pandemic to Protest. Okay. Wow. Awesome. And the second one is coping with quarantine, excel with big dreams. Wow. And there's a purpose behind that second one, excel, because the name of the school was excel. And we're the big big dreams project. So the students came up with that second title, excel with big dreams. So. We're revamping our website and everything. You are going to be able to go to our website and pay-per-view to support these projects, these film projects. So you'll be able to view our short films. And because we can't meet at the theater. Right. uh, You know, God just gave this to me and he put it in my spirit, in my heart. I get a lot of stuff in the morning when I first wake up before I my feet even hit the floor. And this has been one of the most phenomenal projects I have ever worked on. And now both films are on the editing table. So this fall, the the Big Dreams Project and the Coping with Quarantine series is coming out. There's a little Black history in it. There's the students talking about, you know, what they actually did to cope during these this time, how they got through it. And one of the students just thrilled my heart when she said, I can't wait to go back to school when they ask me what I've been doing since quarantine started. <laughs> I tell them that I made a movie. That's oh, right. I'm so I could have cried and screamed and hollered. So that's, you know, and that's what this is all about. That's yes. what this is all about. And yes. I, the reason I like what you all are doing is because I know a lot of people have been depressed or trying to figure out what is it that we're going to do during this time. And you are after, you know, taking that moment to think about it you're able to share with other people, look, it's not over. We're we, yeah. we still moving. We just got to figure out another way to maneuver through this. And yeah, you right. all are doing yeah. that. I, I love every minute. So when we get to the end of the show, I'm definitely going to make sure people know what you're doing, how to reach you um, and how to support you. Because that's one thing that we also have to continue to do is support each other's dreams Absolutely. and help make this happen. We're all yeah. trying to get through this together. Yeah. Um, and you're doing some of, oh, just, I didn't even know all of that. I knew some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited. And you got I celebrate everything. I'm excited for all of it. Yeah. Um, so Ma- Maria, what are you yeah. doing? Um, because I know you mentioned something about going virtual with teachers. Yes. 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 
Yes, we well, you did. Had to too. Yes, um, absolutely. You know, just listening to Salenta and her story, we had the same type of experience because one of the benefits that we said we promoted at the Waldorf Chess Club was the availability of a family-friendly environment to play, study, and learn chess with others. So now what are we going to do? So we sat back, my husband and I, and we thought about it, and we said, we've got to go virtual. Yeah. And so our first step was to do Facebook Live. We created a Facebook group, and we brought the current members into the group, and we did live Facebook classes. But then as we thought about it, we wanted to even get more in depth with reaching out to our students because it was a lot of you know, interaction with each student, solving problems directly. So we went to a, a Zoom format where we could actually have each one of them in the room. They could ask questions. We were able to transport our chess story on top of the screen so they could be engaged while we were doing the chess. So it, as, as we say, is so phenomenal. The kids are so engaged. Uh, it's just moving forward. And some of the things we're doing, because I don't know if many of you knew, this was our fifth year anniversary, Sharon Five. Um, and we had some fantastic things planned. We were having an open house. We were bringing in grandmasters. We were having a carnival. We were doing all these things. And we were bringing chess to the entire community because we had people coming in from all of the counties. So now we are revamping that. We're going to... Uh, more individual classes. We were on track to uh, get into the schools. Um, we were already doing tournaments with the school, but we had the local county schools wanting us to teach their school programs. Mm -hmm. So now we're trying to figure out how virtual, virtually we can do that. And I have set up, we've set up a, a sample class that we're going to do uh, with the children. It's going to be a part of their school day while they're okay. home. They're going to have a chess diversion. And what I'm really excited about, we've had so many parents come back to us and say that since their kids have been learning chess and playing and coming to the Waldorf Chess Club, they saw a an increase in their grades and their learning and their ability to do things like math and science. And so all of this that we do, as Lisa mentioned at the beginning, it's a part of STEM because I know people don't realize it, but math, science, music, it all goes together. So we are exposing the kids to these things and now we're doing it virtually. So we're hopeful to get it across the board again. I'm looking at some um, engineering technologies to create an environment where we can play across the board. I have a, 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 a patented idea in my head and that I'm working on, but we've got to get the kids back to playing across the board because that's where that confidence comes in. Right. So we're getting ready to do an on the board tournament. I've been working with some of the, because um, we teach United States Chess Federated learning so they can play across the country with any student in the world. And so I'm about to set some tournaments online with those type of environments. So we got a lot planned. Wonderful. Oh, so I'm, I'm going to be in the beginner's class for sure. 
um, because they will probably beat the pants off of me. So, but I'm going to start at the very beginning. And if it has to start with redoing checkers and that's what we'll do. But um, I, I love it. I love what you all are doing. Alicia, tell us a little bit about because chocolate cupcake is, is, is going to be growing hopefully um, and we'll be all over the place. Um, and you all can do so many things with these young ladies. Um, and actually, the synergy right here on this show, the, you all have touched on everything that these young ladies, you know, in the chocolate cupcake can be, will be, have been. Um, so I'm hoping that you all will connect even after this, because this is like great minds thinking um, for our children. This is this is wonderful. What do you all have? <laughs> planned. I get excited talking to Chan. I do. I get excited talking about the kids too, because they're our future. And if we can't get excited about what's, you know, we can't get excited about them. How are they going to get excited about what's ahead? So, so what do you have planned, Alicia? Yeah. So, so for sure, this has been just, you know, mind blowing. And, you know, I, I have so many ideas just from this experience. So, just just taking it all in, I will tell you, you know, chocolate cupcake, I, you know, there's a there's a generation of chocolate cupcakes that are out there. We started mm -hmm. in 2009 with this concept. Um, I see pictures of, of little chocolate cupcakes uh, squeezing into their T-shirts. Um, with their mom saying, look what, you know, Brianna pulled out. So, so the, the, the concept still sticks today. Um, this book, uh, Joy to the Swirl, like I said, we had um, so many stories in us for these girls. And you mentioned, you know, you hope they're boys, you know, there are so many characters in, in this book. And um, really the book is our kind of first chapter book um, that really explains the story of how these girls came together. Mm -hmm. um, but they, you know, they have so many different aspects of their own lives that they bring to their experience. Um, so there are characters galore in the book that can be extended into our next series. Um, our Our goal is to have like a, um, a series of books from here, not, you know, kind of jumping off of our, our chapter book. Um, okay. These, these girls have families, you know, you mm -hmm. see a lot of the, the shows that are targeted to kids, you know, for some reason, you don't see their families in a lot of these shows. You're like, what are they raising themselves? You right. know, so we want to show kind of the whole of these children and their lives, um, the, the, the siblings in their lives, the different interactions that they have, you know, this, this group, um, the girls are bound together by this, by their interest in music. And so Lisa mentioned mm -hmm. the song, you know, so that song was created called Swirl um, because that's the name of the, the band for that the, that the girls are in. So Joy to the Swirl, our for our chapter book, talks about how Joy, the Miss Pris character, came into the the group as kind of the, the last part of their 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 group. And you know, this the chapter book ends where all the next stories begin um, that mm -hmm. focus on the different girls and their interactions. So 
So we definitely have more books in us. Um, but like I said, you know, it's time for these girls to move. And we want these girls to be fully animated in their full glory. And that's where kind of we're taking it to the next level um, with chocolate cupcake. I mean, they they have music around it. It's, it's a it's an entire lifestyle brand. So it's not a one trick pony. They've got the music around them. They've got the uh, the voices, you know, their diverse voices. And this is this is the time for yeah. our voices to be heard, for diverse Absolutely. voices to be heard. So we think the time is right to kind of bring it to the next generation of chocolate cupcakes. And, um, you know, and that's where we're where we're headed. Well, and I like and I'll segment into Sharon because I like the fact that it's not just these, you know, these talents and gifts, but it's like the art of friendship. Yes. And what I always kind of um, noticed is that we've kind of lost that old school friendship where you actually grew up with people. You knew people from when you were five that are still yeah. in your life at 50. And I think we got away from that. The generation, you know, like my daughter's generation, it's, they don't stay connected like we used to. Um, and this is an opportunity for those girls. I can see because they've been around. And so the story, that's why so many stories there, because they've been around for a while. They're growing up together and to lead into sharing and telling us what you're doing, because that's history right there. Yes, so they, they've already have a history created for themselves and, and you all are still moving. So I, I love it. Sharon, what are you working on? Wow. Forward? Well, I just got to say, guys, I, I'm just at all right now, just just hearing what you've been doing for young people in the community and talk about the synergy. Lisa keeps on mentioning it. I mean, this is this is really true, true synergy here. And I'm going to start with, guys. you know, when I wrote my book, True Synergy Work, Leading Within, the seven defining principles of knowing who you are to birth greatness. You all are doing it. And I want you to, I want to share, I, I stay in my book. I, I, I have several books in me, but I am so glad when I wrote my book in 2017, I stuck with it because that same book that talked about my history as a five-year-old allowed me to go out in the community and meet people like Lisa, meet people like, you know, Maria, meet so many professional women and men, but that I didn't stop there. My job was to connect these young people with your professionals. And how did I do that? It, it's been amazing. Over the last, I guess, seven years, Lisa, we've hosted annual conferences. I mean, I don't yes. care what it took. I was out in the community meeting people saying, come on board, tell people who you are, tell them about your history, but most importantly, what did I want you all to do? Lisa or Maria, what did I want you all to do? I wanted you all to connect with the next generation. That was my mission, yes. that was my focus, no matter how we were uplifting ourselves, at the end of the day, it was connecting with our next generation. And in my book, I talked about, I gave it to the young people uh, in the Summer, Mary, some, summer Bear, the Marionberry Summer Youth Program. For mm -hmm. three years, we started the National Congress of Black Women, where the national president, Dr. E. F. Williams, worked hand in hand with the young people and they learned project management as they were helping her do her annual event. Again, this is actual, you know, professional to youth 
collaboration. So we didn't, you know, we didn't know, Rosa didn't know who we were going to contact, but over the years, we created our platforms on social media. We made the outreach to the community and then we connected the next generation. So mm -hmm. you all are so in line with that. What we have going on now, because of unfortunately COVID-19, um, we can't get out in the community, so we're doing stuff virtually as well. I'm still teaching the Marionbury Summer Youth Program, but instead of me doing the actual tours that I was doing um, with the youth, I do virtual tours. I get in my car, I drive in the community, I show them a historical landmark like the National Museum on African American History and Culture, the um, Martin Luther King Memorial, um, what's over in Southwest, what's in Northwest, um, what's in Southeast. A lot of youth in DC in particular, they don't really get a chance to go into different neighborhoods because of, you know, systemic problems, but also this, um, what's the, um, what they used to call when they used to separate the communities, um, they would they would have rich people in one area and the poor people in another mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. You all know what that means. But anyway, some people, some of these youth can get into different communities. So it's a person like me that would get in my car, drive around, and just show them information about what's going on in the community. So um Lisa over the over the last few months, um, you all know that my legacy means everything to me. Mm -hmm. And for you all who don't know about Calvert County, go and do some research on Calvert County. Calvert County is in the news right now because there was some racial um, issues down there where five, unfortunately, five young white boys put hate crime on the school that I graduated from. And they broke into the school, they vandalized the school, and this happened as early as just past Sunday. Wow. So, and 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 I and I had no idea that this was still going on in Calvary County, but coming up in Calvary County, you were taught, you know, by unfortunate people that you were less than what they are. And I've refused to believe that. So my journey, my path has been getting the next generation, getting the professionals, getting our elders to reconnect, to understand how important it is to one, never, never, never forget your history. Um, it's on the tongues, civil rights uh, with unfortunately the death of John Lewis passing. Um, they're trying to get a civil rights bill now in his name. Um, mm -hmm. It's on the tongues of all these professionals. I'm talking singers, actors, Oprah Winfrey, Michelle Obama. I mean, everyone is talking civil rights today. And that's mm -hmm. what makes it our time. So I'm just sharing that I'm working on this legacy project. And I'm continue, continuing to teach young people how to tap into the leading within project management skills. If you ever want to lead any initiative, if you want to do a, a, a conference, if you want to be a secretary, you know, for a large organization, or you want to be a president, or you want to, you know, lead this this effort, you need project management in your repertoire because that's going to help you understand how to one build character development, how to do team building, how to work in a leadership capacity, and most importantly, how to collaborate and bring people together. And that's what Rosa over the years, we've been in existence for 12 years now. And we've been, we have not let up. We've been working it and working it and working it, getting in those, knocking at those doors and saying, look guys, you gotta know your history. You gotta understand what you know your your, your ancestors was up against. You gotta make sure that at the end of the day, you don't repeat your history. So that's Lisa, right. 
excellent platform tonight. I just love that it's about the next generation and all of you all are doing wonderful stuff. So I'm just kudos to you all. And I'm going to put my book in, in the comments too. But Please do. I, yes. I teach young people from that book because that book is history. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it and was Sharon is the real deal. I'll tell you, Sharon is the real deal when um and and she means it when she does a conference every year. She involves the young people, and I don't I don't mean just young people sitting in the seats. I mean that whoever comes on her team works on her project. We are paired up with some kind some youth, and they are to work with us as we get this conference underway. So they're learning something as they're attending. Um, and that's why I love what she does with the youth because it's actually putting them to work. So you don't get to just come and watch and talk to each other and maybe listen or whatever. You actually have to be involved. They're putting, they're telling people where they need to go, what time they're going up on, you know, on the stage or, you know, the behind the scenes and they're letting people know the context. They're, they're putting schedules together. I absolutely love everything that you all are doing and we need this. Um, yeah. especially now because it gets discouraging. Um, and I do feel like even though, you know, some schools are not going back to physical, that we can still keep these kids, um, you know, engaged and learning. Mm -hmm. yes. And this is just added to me another, another pathway to education. So if anything, once we go back to where we're able to go in class, now they actually know how it's done virtually too. So it only adds to their resume, not, you know, depletes it. So um, I thank you all for actually coming on here and sharing what you do. Um, and of course, young people are, they're, they're everything right now. What we're showing them, what we're teaching them, it's going to come around. So if we're not doing the right thing by our children, um, it, it, history will repeat itself. So this is this is a time for change. And we've been giving we've been given a moment where we're able to sit still for a minute and figure it out. Um, yeah. And we haven't had this kind of opportunity um, and we have to make the best of it because sometimes we have to figure it out while we are still moving. But right yes. now we have a really and it's. I'm hoping that people are taking advantage of what this moment is for them. It is to do exactly what you all are doing. Um, so I thank you all for everything that you're doing. I like to end the show on a fun note. So I wanted to share something with you all. And this is kind of my luncheon with Lisa um, moment, because with everything, and I mentioned this early in the show, with everything that's going on, there's always somebody lunching or tripping about something. And I wanted to remind people that I said this on the first show that for my generation, we know what luncheon means. But for others, they might like, well, it's luncheon. But, you know, back in the day when we used to say luncheon, we met because people were doing some crazy stuff. Um, I don't know what the kids say now, but we used to say luncheon. And no, let's clarify. I am not saying that I'm feeding people lunch. There's no <laughs> food involved. <laughs> You're welcome to, you know, have a snack on the side, but I am not supplying lunch to anybody. That's not what this means. But <laughs> I wanted to share with you all a couple of days. I like to um, actually look up like national fun days that happen during the month of August. And I shared some last week, but this week I wanted to mention to you all, especially because we were talking about the youth. If you all have Spider-Man fans, okay, among your children, whether it's your own children or other children, I want you all to know that August 1st is actually Spider-Man Day. And I didn't know if you all knew that, but <laughs> you need to put that on your calendar because... <laughs> We need that the kids are missing out on a day of celebration. So make sure you tell them, and they might be able to tell you, the Spider Day 
Spider-Man Day is August 1st. I also want to mention um, that we did celebrate um, Barack Obama's birthday on August 4th. Um, and last week, we actually, um, the day of the show was actually National Root Beer Float Day. So I encouraged them to go. I can't make them. I, yeah, I don't can't make them. But I did encourage them to go get them a Root Beer Float because it was Root Beer Float Day. But today is August 13th. So some of you may know and may, we might be celebrating you. But did you all know that today was actually National Left-Handers Day? Yes. So. To celebrate, we're celebrating your left-hander. We're celebrating you today. Um, I said I would definitely say, you know, happy National Left-Handers Day today. And you know what's funny? I'll share this little tidbit. I went in because, you know, every time you think left-handers, then you're like, okay, so most of us are right-handers. Let me see when right-handers day is. <laughs> how, about, how about there is no such thing as right-handers day. And when you Google it, it actually gives you the information for the left-handers. So <laughs> the left-handers get two thumbs up because they just really pushed us out of it. Even if you put in right-hander, it goes straight to left-handers. So, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But I did want to mention a few more days that are coming up before my next show that if this is something you'd like, August 15th, which is two days from now, is National Relaxation Day. Yay. So I encourage you all to take that day. That is your excuse to, to relax and rest because as you can see, you ladies are really working it. So take that day and relax. And August 16th is actually National Rum Day. Be careful. Mm. <laughs> and August 18th is couples National Couples Day. Um, so I wanted to throw a few out there. And of course we have, um, the Kobe Bryant Remembrance Day, which is actually, I think August 24th. Um, so, but we'll be having another show before then, but I just wanted to throw a few things out there. And before we leave real quick in a, in a, in a few seconds, if anybody has something that they, that happened to them this week or this month where you thought people were just tripping luncheon, you are welcome to share it to give us all a laugh. But I know the one thing that I always think about when I think about this is this mask situation. I just said people are right. lunching out here. Put the mask on and sit mm -hmm. down somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. But thank you all so much. I appreciate each and every one of you for coming on here. This is some great information. Um, and I'm hoping please continue to share this. I will say um that you can find Luncheon with Lisa on our Facebook page. We're also housed in my magazine site, which is dovestylemagazine.org. Um, so you can see the latest show and all the other shows and on my YouTube page. But before we leave, real quick, ladies, before we sign off, please tell everybody where they can get your information. Um, so, Lissia, let's start with you. Where can they contact you? You can contact me. Okay. I actually have my number right there beside um, my name because I'm one okay. of those people. You can reach out to me uh, directly. And also I'm at thebigdreamsproject.org. Thebigdreamsproject.org. You can reach out and you can email me at thebigdreamsproject at okay. gmail.com. Okay. Uh, dreams with an S. Thank you. We will I share all of y'all's information on my too. page too so that people can go back so they can get in contact with you. Maria, where can same, they contact you? Same here. I have the, uh, uh, we have a Facebook page. Uh, we have a website. Uh, just type in WaldorfChessClub.org. 
Um, we are there. Uh, go like us on Facebook. Um, if you need to email us, everything is there on our Facebook page for you to get in touch with us. Please, if you want to take a class, I'm just starting up. Uh, Lisa, just for you, it's the Waldorf Chess Club Queens. Yeah. All right. I had so many mothers that brought their kids to play chess that didn't know how to play. I said, well, here we go. I will teach you. So I'm, Waldorf I'm in. Queens has begun. So I thank you. In. And I look forward to maybe having a chess game with each one of you. Wonderful. So Sharon, where can we meet? I'll find you. Yes, same thing as everyone. I'm on Facebook. Um, I've already put my Facebook um, handle in the comments, so it's on there somewhere. But definitely okay. go to my website at www.leadingwithin.org. Um, feel free to you know purchase my book. I'm looking for someone to write a play for that book. So, Miss mm -mm, Moore, um, <laughs> you want to write a play for that book, young lady? I think you're gonna love it. It's perfect timing. That's <laughs> what we do. <laughs> so and then also um, my Rosa is our fan page. I have the Rise fan page, and we also have the Leading Within. And I'll put that in um, some of the comments on Facebook after our, our session. But Lisa, thank you for everything you're doing. Oh. You did an excellent job. I'm so glad that Power Five came together so strong tonight. Thank you, my mother. Yes, yes it did. Alicia, yeah. tell us where we can connect with you because we're going to see. Um, the the Chocolate Cupcake Girls, we're going to see some animation someday. Soon. We are going to see some animation. So we are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Chocolate Cupcake Life. Um, you can find our books on Amazon. Um, Joy to the Swirl is on Amazon. We have a journal, um, the I Am a Chocolate Cupcake Journal, where the girls can go in and um, track our poem and make post their ideas and um, interests. Uh, so uh, grab us on Amazon for sure uh, to learn the chocolate cupcake stories and hit us up on social media. And I will provide all of that to you to send out to your folks. Thank you, ladies. And I'm hoping that you all connect with each other and let's keep this ball rolling. Until next time, I will see you on Luncheon with Lisa next Thursday and every Thursday, 7 to 8 on the Luncheon with Lisa Facebook page live. See you Thank next you, week. Lisa. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you everybody. Everybody. Thank you. Oh.